Hello, welcome to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Beffers. And I'm Birdie. Today's episode is Pocahontas. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critic's rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we're watching these films in chronological order. And it sure is a Disney movie. <sighs> is uh, I mean, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's... <laughs> Uh, one might say the beginning of the end. One might say. One might say. It, it's not to say that there's not good stuff that still can happen before they went 3D, but right. I think this was the beginning of the renaissance. Renaissance? Renaissance. Renaissance demise. Downfall, yeah. Downfall, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So, uh, so yeah, in what? honor of that, <laughs> we got some vodka. Yeah, because we're not recording in the morning this time. Yeah, and and we need to steal ourselves for... <sighs> for the discussion at hand. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we I have mean, about a half shot of vodka, I'd say, each. Because we're wimps. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm... I, I can handle my vodka, but I, I don't want to give myself a headache either. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I already have a headache, so this is going to help. Yay! <laughs> All right, well. Cheers. That's uh, fine. I mean, to be mm. fair, it's whipped cream vodka. <laughs> we didn't mention that. <laughs> it is down real easy. Real smooth. Okay. Not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was not smooth. Mm, no. So, I'm going to post... Animationist. The animation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Two things to say. Okay. Three things to say. Okay. Potentially four. Wait, uh, mommy. One, I have forgotten my notes for oh. this episode, so... I do have mine. I won't be saying as much as I thought I would. That's okay. And I have plenty to say. Two, I only had one question prepared for you. Oh, shit. I'm going to ask it now, but if you choose to wait till the end of our discussion, you may choose to answer then. If this movie had either aged down Pocahontas and not had the romance, would could this have been a good movie? Or if Disney had instead not done the Pocahontas slash John Smith movie and instead made up their own Native American character, would this movie have done well? <sighs> I feel like I do need to wait on okay. that one because... Th- th- those are two different questions. Yeah. And possibly the same answer, though. Po- yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that's a good question for the, for, for the end. Mm-hmm. Something for our listeners to think yeah, about, Yeah, think too, about as we discuss this. Yes. Um, three, I see you have a special guest today. Yeah, Did you want to wait until we talk guest. about this character? Um, no, let's just do it now because okay. like, it, it, it just happens to be one that I still have. I actually did have a giant Miko plush as oh. well. But... Here in the studio with us, <laughs> studio. <laughs> I have a Percy plush. Um, it was a barking Percy stuffed animal that I got, I guess, around the time of the movie. And um, he doesn't bark as well anymore because I think his little squeaky thing inside of him is just old now. But he can still make little noises. He's <laughs> a little broken. He sounds like a pug, though. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. has a little blep. He does have a little, little blep. blep. Yeah, it's Percy. Aww. I, I, yeah, I, I have a lot of stuffed animals left over from when I was a child, and this is one of them. Well, I should have had my Rolly plush when we did 101 Dalmatians. Oh, I didn't know you had one. He's at my parents' house. So. Oh, oh, oh wow. Well. But yes, Percy will sit off to the side and watch us and judge us. 
as he does. Yeah, he's got the one eyebrow raised. Yeah, oh, a little wow. bit. <laughs> um, did you say a fourth thing? Fourth thing. Potentially, I forget. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, with that out of the way, uh, and with the question, hello for now. Again, I, I'm pretty sure I already have the answer to that, but mm-hmm. let's discuss first. Yes. Uh, first order of business would be our personal histories with this particular movie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well... Here's the thing is, as a child, at, at the age of, I guess, this if it came out, <laughs> we actually watched this pretty much on the exact 28th anniversary of its release date. Wow. Um, just to give that away for people. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would have been going on eight years old. And so I wasn't quite eight, but I was, you know, seven going on eight. And I, I don't know if I was just at a pretty decent age for the movie. I, I guess, because like for all the uncertainty about the tone of this film, I, I liked it as a kid. Mm. I, I didn't really, I mean, obviously I didn't know the history. I didn't really know a whole lot about history. I was just old enough to kind of be like, oh, wait, other cultures? And also to be really interested in the idea of like, oh, there's, there's animals, but they don't talk. Look at these fun animals. Yeah. Okay. I like that these ones don't talk. And I liked the music. And... I, I, I was, I, I guess I liked it, but I don't think I loved it mm. like the other films. Because, um, like, some of the, the, the fun stuff is fun, obviously. But, yeah, there were certain things. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But then, yeah, it was also probably going a little bit over my head, too. So it's, it's a weird, it was a weird age, yeah. I think. But at the time, I liked it. I have since completely reevaluated my feelings about this movie, <laughs> as we'll talk about soon. What about you? Um, I don't have many memories of this movie, except my family owned the sheet music for Colors of the Wind. Oh. So I think my brother knew how to play that. Oh, nice. It's a good song. Yeah, I mean, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about the music. Um, I had seen this movie at most maybe three times. I remember particularly seeing it during that wonderful World of Disney hour or two hours on Sunday night, they would show a Disney movie. Okay. Okay. And I remember watching it on TV with commercials and everything Mm. and just thinking, this isn't good. Oh, But by that point, I already knew from my teachers that this entire movie was wrong. Okay. (laughs) Because they made sure to tell us, yeah, Pocahontas and John Smith weren't really a thing. Yeah. Like at at the age of... Eight? Well, all ever or since it came later? out, no, the Wonderful World of Disney was oh, maybe middle school, high school. Oh, okay, yeah. But then like be, yeah. all throughout my childhood, ever since this movie came out, teachers would remind us. Ah, okay. <laughs> Historical inaccuracies abound. I don't remember getting that lesson mm-hmm. uh, at a t- in a timely manner, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, found out about that. <laughs> you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah. I think I know why this movie turned out the way it was. It's like Disney's only source material was John Smith's account. It's the only one they decided to pay fucking attention to, yeah. I guess. And then they took that and just Disneyfied John Smith's account. Which was already basically fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which it sucks, though, because apparently they did go to like Jamestown and they did talk to descendants of the Powhatan tribe and really? descendants of Pocahontas. Yeah, like that's... There was um, specifically someone that Glenn Keane, like, spoke to and, and used as a reference for Pocahontas' design initially. But then he, you know, started looking at all sorts of other 
people. And then I think he stated at one point, uh, he did state, and this is, that's just, I'm, I'm disappointed, Glenn Payne. I usually love your stuff. Yeah. I'm disappointed because yeah, he, he definitely sexualized her and like, like deliberately, mm-hmm. deliberately because they were like, oh, we need to, it's a romance. So we need to make her sexy. And it's like, but the only, the only princess characters who are sexy are the non-whites. <laughs> Jasmine, mm-hmm. O'Connor's, mm-hmm. Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, definitely a trend um, that can be detected. Oh, man. Percy's look right now on your desk. That little plush, man. Yeah, he's, he's he judging. Ag- he agrees with you so, so hard. hard. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. Good Percy. You reevaluated your opinions. <laughs> His look is like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Little, he also looks kind of done. A little sassy person. Just a little bit done with everything, which, you know, fair. Like, I was exhausted last night after I watched it. Like, really? I was, oh my God. I was just like, this. it made me so angry in certain places that I was just oh, like, yeah. you see my caps, my caps yeah. lock notes. But, but did you make tallies about how many times you yelled at the TV? No, oh. I didn't. Not like my, my cry tallies from Lion King. <laughs> I, I, I gotta come up with like new tally systems for each movie because that is kind of fun to keep track of things. I should have done like either a groan or a yell because I groaned a lot too yeah. and I rolled my eyes. I even laughed a couple times because it was just so... I, either like a ridiculous stereotype was on screen or just something over the top and I was like, come on. Anyway. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> Yeah, John Smith's account. John Smith's... He, he just made he, that shit up. He made a bunch of shit up all the time, and he was apparently very uh, difficult for the people at Jamestown. Yep. Like, he wrote, like... <laughs> I guess the thing is, he wrote letters home, and he didn't mention that incident at all. And then later, when he writes a book about it, is when he writes, like, oh, yeah, I was totally captured, and they were going to kill me, and then she saved me. Yeah. He did that, I think he wrote that after she was already dead. Oh, my gosh. So, Yeah. Nobody can refute that, then. <laughs> we have, uh, I'm going to list some source material at the oh, end of this episode. Sweet. Remind me. Yes, please do. Please do. Do we want to talk more about, like, the history in terms of, like, Disney making the movie? Or the mm. history of, like, the actual, like, you know, the history? <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, want to lay it out there. Everybody obviously knows. Like, everyone knows. This is not historically accurate. We know this. Everyone has talked about this to death. We all know this i was thinking we could touch on it character by character and try to sure. do like the entire story character by character i mean if we kind we of yeah. yeah to a certain extent i could see doing that because some a lot of the <laughs> a lot of my issues with this aren't even just character based or just the inaccuracy base it's just sort of like the the tone that it tries to take mm-hmm. and how it just the, this is one of the few times where i'm just like disneyfying this really fucked things up like, I'm okay with Disneyfying Hunchback of Notre Dame. Disneyfying this is bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, I want to cover that in addition to character stuff. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, I think we should talk about the title character. That will cover a Let's lot. Let's talk about Pocahontas herself, or rather, uh, Matuaka. But we should, I guess, we'll continue to refer to her as Pocahontas mm-hmm. because, yeah, that's what she's called in the movie. It's her nickname. It's the name she ultimately did take until she was forced to change her name when she converted to Christianity. Yeah. Um, 
I did some basic research mm-hmm. uh, on her, by which I mean I read children's books. But it's children's <laughs> books are a great way to get a bunch of information all in one little package. Sure. The, I watched a couple of YouTube videos from, yeah. like, natives and stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did, too. I watched her. reaction yeah. videos. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You saw this? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be posting some of that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah. At our Twitter, at Beffers and Birdie. If anybody ever goes to Twitter anymore. Yeah, that's actually a good point. But we're going to try. Yeah, we're going to keep... Yeah, it's still there. And no blue check Marcus. Fuck that. Hey. Right. So, (laughs) um, like, I did learn some things. Like, Pocahontas is... One of her names means mischievous one. Pocahontas itself. Yeah. That name, yeah. So I, I think that the people who worked on her character, tried to incorporate a little bit of that. A little Not bit. too much, just a little bit. Like, she's kind of a free spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think she was always running off. I mean, she had to help, like, her family. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, there's not much character to her. I'm so sorry. There kind of isn't. There's more character to her best friend, who we will talk yes. about. Yes! <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically she was only about 10 or 11 when people mm-hmm. came to Jamestown. Mm-hmm. And um, when she would have, I guess, met John Smith. Which, again, not the not a romantic... Not a romantic. Uh, ...story at all. No. <laughs> their, their relation, not in the slightest. Yeah, the Pohatsons were trying to help the people because they were starving and, and dumb in this new land. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like a diplomat between them, wasn't she? Uh, if, if even that. If I even mean, that. she was just... She was, I mean, really ultimately what... the Unfortunately, the important thing that happened was that she was fucking kidnapped and ransomed. Mm-hmm. And then spirited away. Yeah. And then buried off, and then basically raped, and then killed, basically. I mean, there's some theories that she was poisoned um, when she did ultimately die. There's, there's, uh, I read, <laughs> that's a kind of a conspiracy theory. Um, but. Yeah, I read that, well, on some accounts it was tuberculosis, on some it was smallpox, so yeah. maybe, maybe they didn't even sudden, but sudden. yeah, that's the thing. And then she was fucking buried in England, which is like... Yeah. Fuck that. Her son had been gotten sick first, and so he probably mm, yeah, transmitted something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I that's what you anyway. get when you go to England. You get sick. All those <laughs> our, our, <laughs> dirty Europeans. I mean, when they come over here, too. Yeah. Mm, imagine that. Wow. Yeah. It's like there's a power imbalance. Just a slight one. We're going to get to that later. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Pocahontas. Our character design overly sexualized. Uh, apparently, Glenn Keane also added like some extra like Asian elements to her um, mm-hmm. design, like in her face. I think just to like apparently yeah. make her like even. Not, 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 okay, I'm paraphrasing. Prettier, I guess. Like, I think he was looking at the the uh, original engraving that mm-hmm. we have of her like portrait where she's wearing all the English clothes, mm-hmm. and he was just like, mm, "That's not pretty enough." So he changed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> What are you doing, Glenn? Um, he's making beautiful animation, at least, but that's about it. Um, if this yeah. were any other character, I I love her character design, but knowing that she was supposed to look completely different and she was 10 years old, it's, it gives me the ick so hard. And and the fact that, it, that she was like deliberately sexualized and that is just such a common problem with Native American d- depiction of Native American women, specifically, in media... And the uh, the problems that arise from that yeah. that are still just 
they still have ramifications to this day. It's just it's it's othering, it's exoticism, it's it's all these issues, and it's it it's painful that this even in '95, I I feel like in the '90s people were trying to do like branch out from white centric media and be like, see, we're trying, yes. and they still did and they it wrong. They were trying. I will give them. They were trying, but yes, they were getting it wrong. It's still very Eurocentric storytelling. It's still very Eurocentric vision and design and everything craft and you can speak to as many people as you want and do all the research you can it's still mostly white men telling this story and for all the time and money they put into this movie they cut a lot of corners because her her clothes are very simple and they're very Mm -hmm. they're pretty stereotypical like yeah would you not just try like, a, a little, little bit more, more. <laughs> little maybe some beadwork, like, some something more. No, no, but but damn that hair! Sorry, <laughs> animation in the hair. I, like, I love I, that. Every time I saw that, I was just like, ah, yes, okay, okay, yeah, I see, I like, see. You. Like all you need is just a hair, just just that. <laughs> the um, hair in the wind. It's very nice animation. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw, um, way back. There used to be like n- newspaper advertisements for T-shirts or commemorative plates featuring like Native American couples, but their features were very westernized. It was like no. supposed, to, supposed to give you this spiritual or romantic air. Or what something. the fuck? I don't know. It, but Pocahontas's design reminds me of that. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm not familiar with this at no. all. Okay, I'll Dear. try to try to find one. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> uh, well, we cannot speak of Pocahontas without speaking of her voices. Oh, I love her voices. Her voices, both of her voices are outstanding. We have, of course, Irene Bedard uh, doing her speaking voice, who has been around and done amazing things for ages. Uh, Excellent Native American actress. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for the singing voice, you have Judy Kuhn. (laughs) One of of the best uh, voices that you get in a Disney princess. Uh, It feels weird calling her a Disney princess, but whatever. There are other things to complain about. (laughs) In this particular movie, she's a Disney princess. Yes, she is. And she needs to... She has problems, but she still needs to be represented represented in the the whole Disney lineup. Yes. Yes, Judy Kuhn, fantastic. I know her as Cassette from Les Mis. I know her as... Betty, is it? From Sunset Boulevard? I can't remember her name, but like... Every movie's a circus. Anyway, like she's got such a nice, clear little voice. Not little, but it's a powerful voice. But just like it's, I love her voice. It's 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 delightful. And yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the music. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll get to that later. But yeah, okay, Pocahontas. Should, should we move on? Yeah, we better. John this will take Smith. forever. John Smith. Sucks. John Smith. Okay. And he wasn't that great a person, and I think it's really funny finding out that his, he was played by Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little amusing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Um, obviously, there's been tons of controversies, and I guess right now he's not blacklisted anymore. I, I guess-ish. I don't know. I still am kind of... <laughs> um, but dude's saying his own stuff. He did, yeah. Um, I, I remember even at the time thinking like, that's him singing? <laughs> he did that? Okay. Not bad. 
I was confused by his American accent. What, what accent? What accent? What, what was this accent? <laughs> like it bounced back and forth. Like he was trying to do British sometimes. But then yeah. I'm like, why do you have an American accent if you've never been there before? <laughs> yeah. My note is just, wait, John, was that a shitty accent? <laughs> Man, what a dull character, though. What a dull just character. so dull. And, and I absolutely hate that he's all blonde haired and blue eyes. Oh my god. Just like. Uh, which is not historically accurate. No, it's nope. not. It's not. And it's just. There's just nothing to him, and I'm not invested in him, and I'm just bored by him, and I just want him to go back to England. Oh, good, he does. Yay. Yay. And. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything about him that's like he he had like one funny part in the movie that actually made me laugh out loud because I forgot about it. Is when Miko takes the compass and he's like, "Oh, he's all right. He won't hurt it." And then Miko immediately starts pounding it on the rock. And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" That that made me laugh. There's one part I like that has nothing to do with his voice, but like he's meeting Pocahontas for the up- umpteenth time, and Flit like does a nosedive oh. straight for him, and he has the cookie and. Yeah, ready in front of his face. Yep. And then, uh, what else is there to say about him? I don't know. Um, I don't. Whatever. It's just, I'm. I'm just mad. <laughs> I don't have much to say. I'm just mad. I didn't. Oh, oh, but the, the guy who did the art, the the, the lead can, a character animator for him, um, right. was uh, John Pomeroy. He was one of the people who left with Don Bluth back oh. during that Great Exodus. He came back. Oh. And did John Smith stuff. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, maybe because Don Bluth was kind of in a oh, no. nosedive at this point. We didn't know it was about to come out soon. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, wait a minute. I know that name. What? What, <laughs> what are you doing here, man? <laughs> You're back. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know. There, there, there's probably more stuff to say. I, I, all I know is that like at the very end when he's like, come with me. I was just like, no! No! <laughs> that was one of the times I yelled at the screen. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. But boy, howdy, that scene with the... Like, first of all, I don't know, whatever, romance between them. It's just... I have zero interest or investment in it whatsoever. But the the scene where, they, where he describes for people as savages and she gets upset with him mm-hmm. and actually talks back and gets mm-hmm. defiant and angry it's like okay good good at least let her have that let that be some friction and let that be a teachable thing because like yes i i know that that is what disney was also trying to do and in that respect they helped a little bit but also they're still playing into a lot of stereotypes with like the, the noble savage kind of thing um, which there's there's so many so many tropes and stereotypes that play in this film and oh, I'm just so tired. <laughs> At first, I'm so tired. <laughs> so like I, again, this is all stuff that can be researched and looked up, and people have talked about this to death. So this is mm-hmm. just me like here. Let me just I will I will throw these terms out there and I will talk about them as much as I have the energy for because <laughs> good God I, I I'm already running out of do, the energy. Do you need more vodka? No, okay. I don't have any more. I drink. <laughs> but it definitely has uh, oh. loosened me up. Okay. Uh, all right. So we just talk, go down the list. Let's go down the list. Ratcliffe. I have so many things to say about Ratcliffe. Talk about Ratcliffe. First then. of all, Radcliffe the person, despicable, horrible, <laughs> awful, but played by David Ogden Steers, 
who does a fantastic job. <laughs> Makes him more buffoonish and fun, kind of in a way, I yeah. guess, just because his voice. Yeah, also his clothes make him more buffoonish. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, it's very kind of like ostentatious outfit. Yeah. And you know, you know that trope where like animated characters who are supposed to be like sexy ladies all have purple eyeshadow? Oh shit. Radcliffe has purple eyeshadow. Oh shit. Is is he a pretty lady? Is is he sexy? Is he pretty? <laughs> I mean, he's got good <laughs> legs. <laughs> I don't know. That's his only distinguishing good oh, quality. God. Yeah, no, the rest of him's um He's pretty, he's a pretty nasty fella. Very nasty. Very. Um, but also very just kind of cut and dry, a little bit boring. Yeah, he's not the most compelling villain. He just wants gold. His angle is gold and racism. Yeah. 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 Can't trust these guys, so let's kill them. I mean, that's that's accurate. But <laughs> it was just like, okay, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, he sings a song. He sings a song. I, I remember at the time I loved that song because, I mean, I loved all Dylan songs. But so also David Ogden Sears. That too. That's probably why. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I know I very much liked the the kind of climax where they have like all the different voices like intercut with one another mm-hmm. um, where you've got um, John Smith singing his thing and him singing his thing and they're all like diggity digging and everything. It's just like <laughs> diggy diggy holing. They're all doing all that and he's like oh the gold is mine mine he does like that like kind of growl in the voice it's like that's good that's fun um but it's not a great song either though there's there's better songs in the movie yeah yeah i don't know radcliffe but uh interestingly i never knew this i never knew that he uh also voiced uh wiggins yeah i don't know how i didn't know that because like when i listened i was like wait that sounds like him just doing a different voice. Yeah, and it is. It's just him talking to himself <laughs> for half the scenes. <laughs> um, we can move on to Wiggins just since yeah, it's a very important character, but since we're talking about the same voice. <laughs> yeah, I think when I was younger, I would have loved Wiggins, but mm-hmm. now watching this, I'm just like, shut up, Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Wiggins. <laughs> there's this part where... Um, the men in the camp are complaining about only having gruel to eat. Yes. And then Wiggins like, I like gruel. Yeah. <laughs> shut up, Wiggins. <laughs> I think I, I, I he he adds a bit of levity where there's he does very 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 little yeah there's very little fun in this movie and most of it most of the fun comes from the animals so for to have like at least one human who has some comedy around him but he also looks like a cartoon where everybody else looks pretty hyper realistic for Disney standards mm-hmm. so he really stands out in kind of a strange way but I remember always liking as a kid um, the energy he brought. So, yeah, yeah, that's about it for him because he's not based off of a real person as far as I know. Should we move on to Percy because he's giving um, me a look Miko, here? Miko, Percy, um, and, and Flit. Flit. Let's yeah. talk about the animals then. I love them. I, I like them. Um, Miko used to annoy me, but now he, he's just so cute. He's like a little Looney Tunes character. Yeah. Like, supremely Looney Tunes-ish. Like, a lot of, like, the, the, the beat-for-beat comedy. Like, the... The pauses, the grins, the like patting him on the head and then like running away and like a lot of the comedic timing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the timing was excellent. Very tunes. It was also it seemed very Beauty and the Beast to me. Oh, okay. Like they actually tried with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like actual like decent comedy and, and good animation too. Like like a fun little 
cartoony, yes, but also has enough like realism to it where it's like, I've seen raccoons move like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Percy also like very pug. Yeah, Percy annoyed me this time. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like Percy. I always liked Percy. Yeah, very, obviously. very pompous. No offense, Percy. Oh, <laughs> but I liked Miko better. <laughs> oh, if that's gonna pick up. <laughs> and then Percy and Miko become best friends. They do because they bond over trauma. Yeah, fun actually, for the whole family. That's really dark when you think about it. But then there's like the weirdness of they like he's like wearing the, the little native outfit at the end it's and like then, and what was miko wearing was he wearing something too it, was he wearing a, percy's collar or something oh i think he was wearing something his collar early. yeah i think he that was, was. it's like okay um is this supposed to represent like oh yeah this is what's gonna happen with everyone <laughs> <laughs> no. um, hey there's a hummingbird yeah <laughs> oh but first i really oh. like the moment where um miko and percy were like shivering after the the, the big bad thing happened, oh, but that there was he was shivering, and then Miko comes and comforts him. Yeah, yeah. Miko puts his little hand paws on his yeah. face. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, raccoons are just kind of fun anyway because they yeah. have little hands. Yeah. They just there's so many things they can do. Like he braids her hair at one point. Mm-hmm. He like licks his fingers and like picks up all the crumbs individually. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, as a kid, I really enjoyed the part. Where she goes over the waterfall. First, when she's approaching it, he like whips around and looks at her like right at the camera. He's like, <gasps> like gasp. Yeah. And then they go over and then he's like clinging to her head like with this ridiculous like <clears throat> expression on his face. But then he's instantly happy again and it's all fine. But yeah, I remember that as a kid, like loving that. Or when Pocahontas is meeting John Smith for the first time and she's about to go into the river and Miko's head just pops up like, <laughs> and yes. shoves him back Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, again, they added some some levity, but at the same time, was it the right amount? Was it balanced with everything else? I feel like it maybe could have been integrated better as opposed to like, let's cut away for some fun shit for the kids. Yeah. Because that's what it always seemed to be, usually, is like, all right, time for like a breather from all the serious heavy shit and this boring stuff. And let's, okay, let's play with the, the animals for mm-hmm. like a minute and then back to the boring stuff. Anyway, um, there's a hummingbird. Yeah. yeah flit. Um, cute. Cute. Um, kind of annoying, but also Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Frank Welker. Also, Jan, uh, John Kassir, I would say, as Miko, who apparently has done a lot of voice work over the years. Mm. Um, I was surprised when I was like, look at this filmography. Oh, my God. Just tons of voice work. Um, apparently once married to Julie Benz, who I know from uh, Buffy and Angel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, how about Chief Powhatan? Yeah, I like him. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the thing that struck me the most about uh, Powhatan when he first, like, shows up and starts speaking, I was like, damn, I love the animation on him mm-hmm. and, like, the movements and the design and everything. It just, like, flowed. It's a very solid character design meshed with the animation, meshed with the voice. Like, it just, like, it all fit very nicely. And I liked that about him. You've got Russell Means. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, um, I guess, uh, an activist from, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I guess there was some controversy about him stepping into Hollywood and, and trying to get exposure that way. But a lot of people were like, you're betraying us and, and you're, you're, this, mm-hmm. you're, you just want fame and this isn't actually helping us. And... I mean, because he, he had positive things to say about this movie where a lot of oh. people didn't, obviously. Yeah. 
but I think yeah. with with his character they tried really well. I think they did a good job with him. What do you think? Um, he he is in at the center of one of well not at the center but he's definitely complicit in one of the big issues tonally with this film unfortunately mm-hmm. which I still haven't gotten to but I think I'm not even sure when the best time to cover it's going to be I think it's just going to be when I'm just going to say we're going to talk about this okay because it's basically during a song so maybe when we get to songs okay but speaking of song you've got um Jim Cummings, Jim Cummings doing the singing voice doing two voices yeah actually that's right. And it's obviously Jim Cummings, and it really took me out of the, the story. Yeah, I heard the kind of, like, graveliness to it. I was like, that's not Russell Means singing. <laughs> that's... Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone. But, yeah, whatever. Um, otherwise, yeah, I like him, except for what I'll get to later. And it's not necessarily, like, the character's fault. It's just the way that Disney decided to handle this conflict, shall we say. Oh. Well, if he's at the center of this, maybe we should talk about it now. Oh, man. I mean, he's not... It, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of different characters, but I guess his portion of it is part of the issue. Okay, so during the song Savages, right? we've got both sides, there's the key, singing about how the other side is a savage. Mm-hmm. And they're, 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 they, we, we hear it from the, the white settlers, and then we hear it from the natives. And... This is where I started writing my all caps <laughs> notes about that. Because, dear God, it is not equivalent. It is not even slightly equivalent. You can't have them, they're doing the both sides thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, both sides are, are wrong. Or both sides are being racist. It's like, that is, no, there's a, not, there's a power imbalance. It is not the same goddamn thing. <laughs> it's, it's not about both sides hating each other and like, oh no, we're both wrong for hating each other and for not understanding each other. It's like, no, there was a huge power imbalance with like the, the, the white settlers coming in and just fucking shit up as they, as they showed up. So it's kind of like, no, the natives are kind of right to be like, no, fuck these guys. The settlers <laughs> took advantage of yeah. generosity. And, and, or just did, did, didn't even give a shit about generosity. They just raped and killed people. <laughs> it didn't matter to them. Nothing mattered. So, yeah, no, this is like reframing history to make it be like, oh, no, this is what happens when everybody is is just like closed minded about each other. This isn't about being closed minded. This is about fucking colonialism. And like it, it's just not there's not an equivalence here. Yeah. Like generally speaking, yeah, people need to get along. But historically speaking, yeah. this is not the place to try to preach that. message. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Sorry, that, that it just pissed me off so much. And I, I, I can't articulate it very well. And I know tons of people have talked about this too. So we can post videos. I'm sure we can. But yeah, that was the thing that like when it has him giving his little speech at the end, like now I see what happens when we, you know, go into this with hatred in our hearts. And I'm just like, dude, no, dude, no, no. They're all going to kill you anyway. None of this matters. Just, uh, let's let's circle back to the, the movie character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> he, he was a solid dad. Yeah, he was a fine <laughs> dad, I guess. Uh, there was no mom, of course. Um, yeah, she might have... She died in childbirth, mm. like, historically. That's and, too bad. Yeah, but Pocahontas was named for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing else to say there. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's move down this... List on Wikipedia. <laughs> and Thomas, Thomas Christian fucking Bale. <laughs> I hated Thomas. 
He's a dumbass kid. Uh, it's a shame he took John's advice, huh? He kills Copeland. Yeah. Thanks. Um, also, when he first showed up, I was like, oh, it's Dimitri from Anastasia. Oh my god, it kind of <laughs> is, right? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, like, he eventually grew a spine in the wrong way. Yeah, it's, it was bad. Bad timing. Bad timing. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we hate Thomas. Moving on. Yep. You got Billy Connolly and Joe Baker. Uh, but, but, yeah, Billy Connolly was was two different characters. Mm. Uh, or no, 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 never mind. He wasn't two different characters. I I, I misread that. No, it's Joe Baker is a different character. Sorry. Yeah, they, they were, sound the same though. <laughs> they, the, the Cockney and the Scottish yeah, guy. They sound it, very similar. They're the pretty they're. vanilla, but I still like their interactions with each other. They're fine. They're fine. Hey, how about how about Grandmother Willow? Oh, uh, mixed feelings. Yeah, incredibly mixed feelings. We have a talking tree in this movie. Yeah, talking tree because everyone is one with nature. Well, natives are <laughs> because that's uh, another trope. Face <laughs> palm. Yeah, um, it is kind of weird that the animals don't talk, but she does. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It is. It's Linda Hunt, which I remember her from um, Silverado. <gasps> She's the the, the um, very short saloon keeper mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved her in that. I mean, I think Grandmother Willow is like the warm up to the grandmother in Mulan. Kind of. Yeah. A little, little sassy old grandma kind of character. Yeah. But in this case, not little. Just a massive tree. <laughs> I wonder if just the character Pocahontas was just imagining her talking to her. And then no, John Smith talks yeah, to her. And exactly. I'm like, oh, this is extra weird yeah it's, it's pretty silly do i mention anything about the i don't know i think i just stopped writing whenever she showed up except oh wait no 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 wait yeah only uh, yeah the, only the, the the native americans have anything to do with like magical shit happening mm-hmm. unless it's pocahontas like pointing it out to john smith yeah otherwise yeah they're the only ones who have magical smoke that makes shapes or visions or dreams that actually come true or have meaning, or talking trees, <laughs> or wind that translates. It's Google Translate wind, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I was always annoyed at how there was a language barrier when Smith and Pocahontas first met, and then it's like, listen to your heart and you will understand. And I'm like, that's that's not how language works. No, it's not, except apparently that's what you have to do in order to understand everyone. So every time throughout the movie anybody interacted who wasn't just... Pocahontas and John Smith, who were like different races. I was just like, okay, so did Nakoma listen with her heart also? Because John Smith shows up and is talking to Pocahontas and yeah. she's reacting. Does Powhatan at the end listen with his heart? Does everybody listen with their heart when they're all clearly listening to Powhatan? Like, what's going on there? Fuck. But I actually do want to talk about that at some point. The um, the, the Google Translate wind. But I don't know if this is the right place to do that. Uh, sure. Okay. So, yeah. Annoying as fuck and clearly just a device to sort of be like, one, to cut out the language barrier bullshit, and two, to make it seem like she's even more in tune with nature because, yeah. of course. Shove that down your throat. Yeah. I think I read something where the, the, the it's supposed to be with like her mother on the wind or something like that. Oh, yeah. I... I don't think that's them trying to be... Well, maybe it is. <laughs> her, her father is like, oh, whenever I, uh, the wind blows, like I feel your mother mm-hmm. with us. That's, 
that happens with anybody who has like lost a relative yeah. or a friend, and they're like, "Oh, I, f- I feel them during these yeah, moments." But, they're, they're, they're but really they really try to s- mysticize. Yeah, it. Exactly, exactly. Is that a word? Sure. Okay. So that's that's all they. That's all a lot of media ever does with Native Americans is just turn them into fantasy people. Yep. Um. But interestingly enough, as soon as like the wind stuff was happening, and and it, it happens multiple times throughout the movie, where it's not just Google Translate, it's like kind of warning her of where to go next or telling her what to do or kind of like directing the plot occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that there's actually completely other side of the country. There's a Navajo belief about the wind. Um, and there's like a name for it. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it right, but it's, uh, <laughs> I think is how you say it, but it's basically like a holy wind to say it's like a sacred wind uh, that it, it's sort of like connected to the idea of not just the wind, but like a spirit or a soul. Hmm. And also in some stories can like whisper to the person and like tell them of things to come or of warnings of danger or stuff like that. And I was like, that's really interesting. But also I bet they had absolutely no fucking clue that that was a, a, like an actual thing and like, did not do their research or anything. And it was also, again, c- completely different tribe because yeah. different tribes have very different beliefs. Go figure. It's like they're different <laughs> nations or wow, something. Wow, yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, huh, because like imagine if they'd actually used that in the context of like a Navajo story or something. It's like it would almost maybe kind of work. But I don't know that the Powden tribe or any Algonquin tribes had anything like that. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. So anyway, sorry. A little bit of a tangent, but I was just, that was something that I think as it was happening, I was like, this seems vaguely familiar. I feel like I've read about something like this, actually, even though I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Look past the anger. Um, anyway, characters. Nakoma. Nakoma. I love Nakoma. I, I liked her. She, who does she remind me of? I don't know what it is about her, but she reminded me of a different character from a different movie, and I don't remember what, but mm-hmm. I, I do like her. <laughs> She's played by Michelle St. John, whose yes. voice I know I've heard somewhere. That might be where, maybe that's, maybe yeah. I recognized her voice or something. Yeah. I wanted, I want just a movie with Pocahontas and Nakoma just being buddies, because yeah. they're fun together. They are. Um, I like that she tries to do the right thing mm-hmm. as well. She does, like, you know, she's got Pocahontas back, but she's also very reasonably worried about her. Like, yeah. I get it. I get why she went to Coquilum, which we need to talk about Coquilum. Yeah, and I, I also have to mention that uh, the internet has ruined me forever because there's, like, a Disney derp gif of Nakoma and Coquilum, like, being like, oh, he's cute, and their faces oh. are derpy. Oh, no. Oh, no. I haven't, I haven't seen that I'll one. post it on the oh, Twitter. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Pocahontas. Um, real life, Pocahontas was yes. married to Pocahontas. Yes, absolutely. Well, they once she a... was old enough to get married. Yes, like in <laughs> mid-teens. Mid-teens. Yeah. yeah. Probably right before she was, you know, kidnapped and ransomed yeah. and taken away. But yes, I don't, I don't really have a problem with Pocahontas. He's, he's just, he's, there's not much to him, but the fact that she's so upset about having to marry him just because he's serious. Well, like, that, is that really the only... That's that it? has to do with her personality because she wants more adventure. And, I guess. And Kokoam is a pretty... Seems like a pretty straight-laced person. Plus, her father was like, yeah, this dude. Kokoam's like, like, yes, I will marry Pocahontas. <laughs> I don't 
don't know. It just feels like we're vilifying the poor guy when yeah, the, he's just the, boring. The movie does vilify him just yeah. because he's... He wants Pocahontas, and John Smith wants Pocahontas. So of course they so, vilify him, but then they of course, kill him. They kill him, and Jesus. when I was watching the movie this time, like I'd forgotten what happened to him, and so oh. I thought that was completely unfair. Everything is unfair to Cocoam. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, he he did kind of like push her away, but I I think it was more just he probably thought that she just. You know, like that—that that maybe John Smith had like forced himself on her or something. Like he, he was well, i don't think it's just like oh, out of jealousy he rushes forward to attack him. He doesn't trust this guy, and yeah, I don't blame like, him. These are invaders in his yeah. country, so of course he's going to attack him. And then when Pocahontas tries to stop him, he's going to push her away and be like, "No, no, no, stay the fuck back. I got this." Except he doesn't got it. He just fucking Thomas. Anyway, no blood. And, no and uh, when he gets shot or when John Smith gets shot, like this bloodless, amazing muskets, like <laughs> incredible. They should patent that. <laughs> um, anyway, unfortunately, again, with, with most, most of the characters, there's not a whole lot to them. There's not a whole lot to anybody. Mm. Yeah. We've got, I think the last one is Kakata. The medicine, the medicine man, man guy. Who just... Just, just a medicine man. He doesn't really do anything. He just He's doing does, his job. He just does medicine man things mm-hmm. um, and makes magic smoke. Apparently. And speaks of uh, the visions that he summons from the smoke. And then, yeah, that's about it. I noticed, like, symbols in either the wind or the smoke. Yes. It worked. Is that something that Disney saw in their research and wanted to incorporate, or did they just make it up? I really wish I'd looked more into those because I noticed them too, and I was like, they kind of look like little petroglyph kind of things mm-hmm. that you would see like here in the Southwest. But I know they they have like little like like symbols exist everywhere. Like even if a lot of like actual written languages don't, mm-hmm. since the you know oral oral traditions, oral history usually for the most part, I yeah. think possibly everywhere but i don't know they might have had some symbols that i don't know i can't speak to the accuracy of the little tiny sigils that float through translation wind <laughs> whether those symbols actually exist or not i don't think disney should have put them in they didn't need to it did make it even more magical when again pick up is this fantasy is this a legend or is this history because the disney plus description of it calls it inspired by a real life native american legend so wait a minute, real life or legend? Which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> wait a fucking minute. So that right there is like another core issue with this whole thing is like, pick pick an angle and stick to it, Disney. You can't have yeah, it both really. ways. <sighs> Sorry, just, this movie makes me very upset. <laughs> Did you know this is the first major feature Disney movie that takes a story that actually happened and tries yeah. to do something with it? Yeah. yeah. And that's more upsetting that they... Try to do that they with a Native American. Yeah. What a choice. What a fucking choice. Let me go back to my original question, maybe, since we talked about the story. A okay, bit. yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah. No, I don't... I think they, they had options. And I think if they'd done either of those things, either de-aged her and made it less about romance or made it in a, a completely different set of characters mm-hmm. and just sort of made it generic... Generic settlers and generic Native Americans um, with with no actual ties to specific names in history. I still think it's problematic as fuck unless they made a lot of other choices. Yeah, if they had even tried to do different 
characters or stories, they probably would have fucked up a bunch. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's hard to know what else would have changed, if 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 much, if anything. If they had literally only just like taken the names and changed them to something else, it would still have all the other issues. Yeah, not just the quote unquote, you know, just the inaccuracy. It, it's it's still totally. They misjudged, shall we say? Yeah. They they think they they thought they were doing well <laughs> with the way they treated things. <laughs> they thought this movie was going to be so much better than the last Renaissance movies. Well, that's the thing is, uh, Katzenberg really this was Oscar bait. He deliberately set out to be like, we're going to make a movie that's going to win the Oscar this time because Beauty and the Beast came close, but we want to actually win it this time. So let's do something really. Serious is a big love story. What, what, what can we do? We can't do Aladdin. That's too far into production. We can't do Lion King because I don't know if that's not going to fit. I think it's also too far into production. Pocahontas. Okay, let's let's age her up. Let's make her make her sexy and make her like a love interest. And uh, yeah, we'll put all the best animators on it. We'll sink all our money into it, <laughs> and then it opens to lukewarm and mixed reviews. Yeah, and over the decades. Quite a lot of backlash, understandably so. Not a great Rotten Tomatoes score, I must say. It's actually on the lower side for a lot of the Disney movies. What was it? Uh, it's like in the 50s, I think. Really? Yeah. Let's look it up. I want to uh, see yeah. both uh, critics and audience score. Okay, yeah, actually, good point. Critics score was 54, audience score 64. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I am a little surprised that it's even that low for critics, but at the same time kind of glad that it's that low. <laughs> How about Pocahontas 2? Oh. Um, the one where she goes to the new world. I can't at least England. that part's accurate. She does go. Ooh, 29. Yeah. <laughs> We're not watching that. Although I wonder if at some point, um, for maybe not, not, not for our 100th episode, but maybe 150 or something, yeah. instead of doing ones that we... Uh, that didn't meet our criteria if we just specifically do Disney sequels or something. Yeah. Just pick out a handful of them and cover them. Return of Jafar. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. That would be kind of fun. 150th episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll see you then. No. Um, okay, I, I do want to talk about music. Yes, we have um, to. Because, of course, we have Alan Menken returning, as usual. And, I can hear it. But we also have Stephen Schwartz doing oh. the lyrics, um, who also... Uh, can write music in his own right. So they they actually collaborated quite a bit on stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, we all know uh, Colors of the Wind. It right. It's a very good you song. You know, it is a good song. Imagine it being sung by a hippie. <coughs> that might be more accurate. <laughs> it's a little preachy. <laughs> it's it, true. But gorgeous to look at too the animation the colors we didn't even talk about like we've talked about a little bit of the animation animation throughout this whole film very solid very smooth the way mm -hmm. they handle lines are gorgeous the backgrounds are fucking beautiful yeah color palette is just jaw-dropping at times yeah i've forgotten about like the actual like wind animation when during colors of the wind when she like becomes kind of like I the wind i was part. like oh my god <laughs> that's gorgeous yeah, and then and the, the music and the orchestration throughout that song is amazing. I think an underrated song is Just Around the River Bend. Beautiful song. I love song. how kind of unusual in its structure it is. And I think that might be why it maybe doesn't speak to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not like a straightforward, like, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, it's just, 
like even like the tune itself, like kind of like da 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 da. It's like what what's happening here? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, my my mind. We already talked a little bit about that. Savages. Yeah, we talked about that. We did. There's more to say about it, but it's yeah, it mostly just sucks. <laughs> But another song, let me see here, yes, uh, If I Never Knew You. I don't remember it. You don't remember it. it because it wasn't in it. They cut it. Oh. They restored it for the, uh, I think there was like a 2005 edition hmm. where they restored it. I highly recommend looking it up on YouTube and looking at when it happens and how it sounds. You hear the theme throughout the entire movie. Hmm. The do, 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 do. Yeah. If I Never Knew You. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And it's 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 the end credit song, I think. Oh, okay. I think they did. I, I stopped watching when I got to the credits. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so done. But it actually, I think it alone elevates the movie like at least a percentage point in like how good it is. <laughs> That's something. It's something because it's a really good song and it's got more lovely animation and weirdly decent Mel Gibson singing. It's a duet. Mm-hmm. They sing it together. Um, it's a nice song. It's, it's, it's when she goes to him when he's tied up in the camp. Oh. Um, when she, she she goes and is like, I'm so sorry this happened. But yeah, they, they sing that to each other and then she has to leave. Oh. Like Nakoma. Like, it's like, hey, we gotta go. <laughs> but yeah, it's really nice. Oh, there's like the opening song, the 1607. So boring. It's pretty boring, but it also tonally fits the kind of music that it sounds like it would be. Like simple chord structure, and and then like the the way it. I I, I don't know enough about music theory to explain it, but it sounds right to my ears for that kind, mm. like that era, and for it to be English slash American kind of. It sounds like old American kind of. Mm. It's it's simple. Yeah. It doesn't mean I like it. I just mean like <laughs> I understand where it's coming from, and also the score overall. I will give it. It's it's excellent. The ending, the very ending, I was almost tearing up just oh. because of the music. Just because of the music. <laughs> Nothing else. Also crying because, oh, thank God, it's over. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I've got other notes, okay. but I'm not, I, I think we got to call it because this is getting long. And it's right. just me bitching about this the whole time. I'm looking to see if there's anything like anything really important. I had a note. Yes, please. Um, from the very beginning. At the very beginning, you hear, like, drum beats. Yeah. Like, like a march. <laughs> yeah. Eric said the funniest thing. He said, oh, it's the, it's the movie going to its death. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> or Disney going to its death. Oh, jeez. It's just, like, marching up to the scaffold. Yeah. Um, actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because they have those drums playing right before the in 1600 stuff. Mm-hmm. And then before they do... The opening study is a beating drop, which I didn't talk about that song. That one also, it, both those songs very much fit the musical mood and sort of like what you expect to hear of like those two cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those drums start playing right before their song. It's like they, it's sort of this transitional drum yeah, thing I, that I happens. see what they were trying to do. But... I see too. But you still, you they, still screwed up. They still screwed up overall. Overall, this movie was a misstep. It was a big misstep, and they suffered from it financially. And I don't think they ever really got the public's full support back after this. Yeah. This was, as we mentioned before, kind of the beginning of the end of the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, again, there are still some good movies that we're going to run into before we 
run into almost what you think is going to be like, okay, <laughs> Disney's over. They're fucked. Should we uh, give our listeners some sources? If yes, you're... please do. I know you've got some. Mine might seem completely random, but <laughs> I found three sources. Okay. If you want a general idea, there's 1491 by Charles Mann. That's a pretty okay. popular book. There's also Pocahontas and the Powhatan Dilemma by Camilla Townsend. And Pocahontas, Medicine Woman, Spy, Entrepreneur, Diplomat by Paula Gunn Allen. Interesting. I didn't read any of these books because I needed, I was pressed for time. Okay. Um, I also will say if you do look at any images like paintings or engravings of Pocahontas <laughs> or a group of people, including Pocahontas, you mm-hmm. need to really look at the artist's bias. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's always there. It's always it's there. It's kind of fascinating to see like, okay, yeah, use a critical eye and discerning mm-hmm. eye as you look at this stuff and, and think about why things are done the way they are. Yeah. And that comes with any sort of, you know, <laughs> examination of media, particularly uh, depicting Native Americans. Um, for that matter, though, I will say the the one thing that I could say personally that came out of this film for me, like growing up, mm-hmm. was it was an introduction to being like, well, what about Native Americans? And yeah. and just ultimately, you know, looking into it more, I can't necessarily entirely say it's because of Pocahontas, but it was a pretty early introduction to the idea of like, yeah, there's these different cultures and it's really important to understand them and research them and know about them. And I will say, yeah, if you have any interest in, in, in other cultures, yeah, do your reading, <laughs> research, yeah. talk to people, understand it. Uh, it, it's get, so worth it. Yeah, get perspectives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, it, you could learn so much. You think the only land you can land. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. We're done, we're done. Okay, anyway, hey Percy, you got anything to say? You got anything to say, buddy? <laughs> okay, good boy. Okay. Okay. He he looks tired. He I does look very tired. I think time it's time bed. time for bed. Time for us to stop. So, time for a bubble bath for Percy. Yes, and some cherries. <laughs> and hopefully Miko doesn't show up or one of my cats. Motherfuckers. <laughs> um anyway, okay. <laughs> what do we have next time, Baffers? Our next movie is Whisper of the Heart. <gasps> okay, which I've never seen. Me neither. But it's the one that the cat from The Cat Returns, oh. I think, it originates in this. We'll Which see. Which is funny that I haven't seen The Cat Returns, but I haven't seen this. So, <laughs> yay! Okay, cool. Yay. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you guys next time. <sighs> Get some vodka. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Radcliffe has purple eyeshadow. Oh shit! Is is he a pretty lady? Is is he sexy? Is he pretty? I mean, he's got good <laughs> legs. I mean, <laughs> he does.